Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2300 with a release date of Friday, November 26th, 2021 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Belgium cancels its ham radio exams. Grants help fortify emergency radio networks in the Caribbean. And the meaning of gratitude, even if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2300 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now reporting from Charleston, West Virginia, here's Jim Dameron, NATMW. COVID-19 has once again canceled amateur radio examinations in Belgium. Ed Durant, DD5LP, brings us details. As dramatically rising coronavirus cases in Belgium spurred authorities to fortify public health restrictions, the Belgian regulator, the BIPT, has announced that all amateur radio examinations are being cancelled until the new year. The news was posted on the website of the UBA, the membership organisation known as the Royal Union of Belgian Radio Amateurs. Amateurs in Belgium do not have the option of taking the exams online and the BIPT declared that sufficient air circulation in the examination rooms cannot be assured so that tests can be given safely. This is the second cancellation of exams since the start of the pandemic. The regulator made a similar announcement in October of 2020, citing the same concerns for candidates and examiners. Exams did not resume until this past spring. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP. When volunteers built a virtual ham fest after the cancellation of Tokyo Ham Fair, they used the platform Zoom. That inspired another group of volunteers to offer a complimentary activity at the same time on November 13th. Only this group used a higher altitude platform, four of Japan's summits. Jason Daniels, VK3LAW, picks up the story from here. If you've already seen the YouTube video for the virtual ham fest 2021, you already know about the four live-streamed soda activations that became part of the excitement on November 13th. The activations range from Tetsuya, JL1SDA, atop the One Point Summit Kanonyama, to Kazuhiro 7N1FRE on the Ten Point Summit Takayama. According to a report from WACA, JG0AWE on the soda reflector, the two hams, along with Kichi, JS2VVH, and Satoru, JG1BOK, decided the live webcast would add excitement to the free all-volunteer event and helped share their devotion to scaling the heights. You can watch it on the Virtual Ham Fest 2021 YouTube channel, and even without understanding Japanese, you'll quickly comprehend that this kind of enthusiasm needs no translation. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. In the U.S., hams are preparing the 23rd edition of Ham Radio University, which will once again be held virtually. Registration for the full day of forums begins in December. HRU is set to take place on the GoToWebinar platform on January 8th. For details, as the agenda develops, visit hamradiouniversity.org. The U.S. Virgin Islands are often on the receiving end of serious storm damage, but radio operators there are now on the receiving end of some funds and some hope. John Williams, VK4JJW, brings us that story. 
In 2017, the hero of the moment in the U.S. Virgin Islands was the solitary amateur radio repeater that survived two Category 5 hurricanes, allowing emergency responders limited communication between agencies and the heavily impacted islands. Hams and St. Croix had also organised a first responders net on HF, but hurricanes Irma and Maria had destroyed the region's power grid as well as antenna towers. The government had no use of its land mobile radio system either. Now the Virgin Islands has a new hero of the moment, a $27,955 grant from Amateur Radio Digital Communications to provide a more robust means for radio response during future disasters. The Virgin Islands Amateur Radio Group in St. Croix will use the funds to buy commercial-grade antennas and backup repeaters, as well as manuals, to train a new influx of amateurs for preparedness. The group's president, Fred Kleber, K9VV slash NP2X, said in a press release that the priority will be to bolster the ham radio systems and add digital communications. He called it, quote, a new chapter for new and future territory amateurs, end quote. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm John Williams, VK4JJW. Meanwhile, in another part of the Caribbean, $14,864 in ARDC funds are going to the Haiti International Friendship Amateur Radio Club, which will work with the Radio Club of Haiti to establish an HF emergency communications network comprising six locations in cities on the island nation. The grant will cover the cost of a small generator, power supply, wire antenna, and an HF transceiver for each of the six stations put together by the HIFARC. The need for this network became apparent after Haiti was struck by a 7.2 magnitude earthquake this past August. Are you ready for the National Convention at the Orlando Hamcation? It's only a few weeks away, as Stephen Kinford, NAWB, tells us. Early registration has begun for the ARRL's National Convention in Orlando, Florida, and the early bird rate of $75 in U.S. currency is in effect through December 15th. The convention opens on Thursday, February 10th, 2022, with all-day workshops and a luncheon featuring ARRL CEO David Minister, NA2AA, as the keynote speaker. The workshops will include Technology Academy, Emergency Communications Academy, Contest University, WinLink, and Hands-On Handbook, a step-by-step walkthrough of the topics in the ARRL Handbook. Hamcation, which is one of the biggest amateur radio conventions in the U.S., continues on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's February 11th, 12th, and 13th. It's taking place at the Central Florida Fairgrounds and Expo Park in Orlando. This year marks the 75th anniversary of Hamcation. Additional details on workshops and other activities can be found at hamcation.com. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Stephen Kinford, NAWB. The U.S. market could soon be seeing its first FM-capable citizens' band radios. Here's Cell Emby, KB3TZD, with more on that. The FCC has given its first okay for the manufacture of an FM-capable citizens' band radio in the U.S. market. President Electronics of Naples, Florida, was given the go-ahead to introduce the model known as the President Thomas FCC to U.S. consumers. Authorization was granted on November 10th, allowing operation between 26.965 MHz and 27.405 MHz with a maximum output of 4 watts. The FCC acted after the radio was certified by Timco Engineering, a Florida company under contract to act on the agency's behalf. This past summer, the FCC approved FM as an option for citizens' band users. 
The shortwave listening post said on its website that it was unclear how soon the radios might be in distribution. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Cell MB, KB3, TZD. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the K3PSG repeater in Butler, Pennsylvania, at 2 a.m. and 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. It's not every year that the International Amateur Radio Union's Administrative Council honors a ham with an award bearing the name of a much-admired and respected silent key. This year, however, there is a recipient and two other honorees. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, has the details. IARU Region 1 President Don Beattie, G3BJ, a former president of the Radio Society of Great Britain, has another title to his name now, recipient of the Michael J. Owen VK3KI Award, recognising volunteer contributions that the IARU called reflective of the spirit of Michael Owen's four decades of service. The IARU also chose two recipients for its Diamond Award, another honour reflecting unwavering service. They are Gopal Madhavan, VU2GMN, stroke M0GDB, and Ken Yamamoto, JA1CJP. Gopal was selected based on his service on Region 3's Executive Committee, which he has chaired at times. Likewise, Ken has served as its secretary and its chairman. Mike Lowen, who had served as president of the Wireless Institute of Australia, had also been a director and the chairman of IARU Region 3 and held numerous other roles over the years, contributing to the World Administrative Radio Conference in 1970 and the World Radio Communication Conference in 2003. He became silent key in September 2012. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. With the arrival of December, some of the youngest voices in amateur radio will be calling QRZ. Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, tells us what's happening. The calendar may show that next month is December, but the amateur radio calendar calls it something else. Yoda Month. Next month's 31 days are devoted to encouraging youngsters around the world to get on the air using the letters Y-O-T-A as their suffix in their call signs. International Yoda stations will be calling QRZ with operators in their teens and early 20s. Be listening for ZS9 Yoda from South Africa, 5B4 Yoda from Cyprus, OD5 Yoda from Lebanon, and K8Y, K8O, K8 T and K8A from the U.S. There are many others, and the bands are expected to be busy as the young operators vie for various awards and plaques. Hams making contacts with these Yoda stations are advised, as always, to remember that they might just be that young radio operator's first contact. So, make it memorable. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. An English rock musician who also happens to be a ham has just signed a record deal that's music to his ears. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, brings us that story. As a ham, Dave Roundtree, M0IEG, is used to operating solo in the shack. Now he's getting a chance to make a different sort of on-air solo. 
Dave is known better as the English rock group Blur's percussionist. He's just been signed by the Cooking Vinyl recording label for a debut solo album. He's already done a number of film and TV scores, including for Netflix and the BBC, but the album's release next year is going to be all his own show. Music Week reported the deal on the 17th of November on its website and quotes Dave as saying, As a kid, I used to spend hours spinning the dial on my radio, dreaming of escape to all the places whose exotic stations I heard. I've tried to make an album like that, tuning through the spectrum, stopping at each song, telling a story about a turning point in my life, then spinning the dial and moving on. Congratulations, Dave. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. In the world of DX, be listening for 10 special event stations on the air to commemorate the 13th anniversary of Tongarung Selatan City in Indonesia. The call signs include 8H13H, 8H13U, 8H13T, and 8G13T, among others. An award is available. Check qrz.com for details. Be listening for the Holy Land DX Group, HDXG, operating from Rwanda with the call sign 9X4X until December 1st. Listen for them on 160 through 10 meters, where operators will be using CW, SSB, RIDI, and FT8. They may also operate via satellite. Operators are expected to be active in the CQWWDXCW contest on November 27th and 28th. Send QSLs to Ruben 4Z5FI direct by the Bureau or using Club Logs OQRS. Brian ND3F is using the call sign C6AQQ from Nassau, New Providence Island in the Bahamas. He'll be on the air during the CQWWDXCW contest and afterward until December 7th. Outside of the contest, listen for Brian on FT8. Send QSLs to EA5GL. Operators with the Budapest Radio Amateur Society are on the HF bands until December 16th using the call sign HG5PLANET. They are celebrating the Nature-Friendly Development Sustainability Expo in Budapest. EQSLs are requested. Here in the United States, where Newsline is recorded, households were marking the holiday of Thanksgiving, a time for reflection and gratitude. Our final story comes from Brazil, where Thanksgiving may not be observed at all. But the giving of thanks for amateur radio is certainly foremost on the minds of the surviving firefighters who had been buried in a cave in late October during a training exercise north of Sao Paulo. According to the Associated Press, 16 of the 27 were trapped and 9 died after the roof of the cave collapsed. Search and rescue operations went forward with the help of civil defense and, yes, amateur radio. According to a translated post from the LABRE, the Brazilian National Society, that appeared on Southgate Amateur Radio News, the hams of the Sao Paulo State Amateur Emergency Network provided vital communication links between the command post and workers in the rescue area. With no telephone or Internet at their disposal, the hams knew that amateur radio and their repeaters would serve as vital lifelines. And that's a kind of Thanksgiving, too, after all. With thanks to ABC News, the ARDC, ARRL, Associated Press, CQ Magazine, 
CNN, David BR, K7DB, Ham Radio University, Ohio PenDX, QRZ.com, Oregon Ham One, Radio Society of Great Britain, The Shortwave Listening Post, The Sota Reflector, The IARU, Southgate Amateur Radio News, ShortwaveRadio.de, The UBA, Yoda, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You can write to us at newsline at arnewsline.org. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Jim Dameron, NATMW in Charleston, West Virginia, saying 73. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2021, all rights reserved.